0: Welcome to ConLangery, the podcast about constructed languages and the people who create them. I'm George Corley, and that's all for today. Uh, I'm just going to do a short today, and I'm going to start sort of a new category, maybe, of shorts, series of shorts. I don't know if I'm going to be doing this one after the other, but um, I wanted to, to have this ready, so whenever I have a short, this is one one thing I can start talking about, uh, and that is listen like a conlanger is what I'm going to call these. Uh, you know, every once in a while I come up with hearing some bit of language in the world and it gets my gears moving in, uh, a conlanger sort of way or in a linguist sort of way, which is not too far separated. Uh, by the way, I do hope to be returning to full episodes soon. It's just life has been very crazy lately, and uh, but the semester is ending soon, so hopefully I will get things um, sorted out. Okay, so listen like a conlinger. What do I mean by this? I mean everybody is hearing and reading and speaking and uh you know writing language all the time. We're always coming up on, on some phrase or construction that might be interesting to us, whether it's in your native language or in another language. So I think it's an a good idea to just like you know people encourage people someone who wants to write to observe the world as if they were going to write about it or uh, encourage people who want to paint to, uh, try to look at things visually in more like detail and, and try to, um, get past the shortcuts your brain makes and actually figure out what's, what's going on what, how, visually with something. I think, you know, as conlangers, we should be tuned to listening to interesting bits of language and actually thinking about like how that fits together and what you can do with that. So at our house, we basically watch PBS all day, mostly because there are kids shows in the morning for Maria and we can't be bothered to change the channel the rest of the time. So occasionally I run into this little show called Sewing with Nancy. It's one of those shows where an old white lady Teaches you how to do all sorts of quilting and embroidery and whatnot, and she, you know, brings other old white ladies on, and also uh, some people who are not necessarily old white ladies, but you know, people into sewing. Uh, and so, watching this sewing show, I ran into lots of instructions telling viewers to do something to the wrong side of the fabric. And so now I'm ready to add my first layer of applique fabric, and I have prepared it with a fusible web on the wrong side, so I'll just go ahead and remove that protective paper. Now, if you're into sewing, you already know you're probably scoffing at me, knowing, well, this is obvious. But not being into sewing, I still knew this is obviously not what I would expect the wrong side to mean. So I did some Googling to confirm my guess and found out in sewing the right side is the side of a piece of fabric that you want to be seen. That's you know facing outward. And that will be the side uh, that will face be facing out when you finish the product. And the other side, the wrong side is l- usually less pretty and it's, and it's going to be hidden. Uh, it might even be like, laid onto another piece of fabric so that, that there's no way that someone could see it. Um, uh, so you can see sort of how this metaphor for works. If you think about it, um, you sort of are saying, okay, the the desirable side, the side that's seen, that's the, the correct side. And then the other side is, is n- not correct in some way. So I just think, you know, these, this is an interesting sort of type of technical terminology. You're, you're taking sort of innocuous words, uh, from the language. These are common words. This is not like, uh, other kinds of technical terms where you're borrowing from another language. This is a common word. It's just this, it's just these particular senses are being used in a specific context, in a technical term, or a specialized term. Uh, So, I'd say pay attention to these odd technical terms when you come across them, as they're really good for generating ideas, for metaphors, for other technical terms, if you are, you know, deep enough into your lexicon that you want to do uh, these, these specialized senses of words and such. We've mentioned before that Many linguists use a right-left metaphor when discussing things like uh, syntactic movement or branching structure, influenced, of course, by the fact that linguistic research is often written up in languages that are written from left to right. So the beginning of, of a word or phrase or sentence is at the left, the end is at the right, so that's how you that's what you use. Uh, and, of course, things get weird, like in physics, you have stuff like the flavors of quirks, up, down, top, bottom, charm, strange. And, um, and to be honest, any technical or academic field or in any hobby will have technical terms associated with it. Uh, conlangers have generated quite a few with conlang, artlang, englang, Uh Oxlang, all, all of these terms. Uh, I won't get into that. But um, when you encounter these specialized terms, think about how they must have come about and where the term must have come from. I haven't done so much research, but I wonder if right side in sewing is influenced by the expression right side out. Or is it simply just showing the importance of showing the prettier or more appealing side of fabric to the outside? Uh, hence that there is a right and wrong side to the, to a piece of fabric. Um, as a linguist, I'm a little wary of speculating too much on the intentions of speakers in their invention of terms because it's usually lost in the mist of time. But, Uh, there's some inspiration to be had in that speculation. Um, Now, in applying this to conlanging, first thing you might think to do as a conlanger is say, okay, how do you translate these terms, provided speakers of your conlang can be expected to deal with layered fabric, which is fairly likely if they have, you know, much garment making at all. They probably are stacking fabric on top together a little bit depends on the environment they live on and whether they do any quilting or anything like that. Wiktionary doesn't give a whole lot of translations in other languages. Uh, but a few I did find seem to use terms like adverse or opposite or just wrong, which, uh, Danish and Portuguese use the same, uh, wrong metaphor. Um, uh, I didn't find that sense under "right" in uh, Wiktionary, so I, I I'm just going by what translations they have for "wrong." But you could think of some others like "pretty" and "plain," or "finished" and "rough," depending on the fabric techniques. The right side may have a pattern on it or some aesthetic feature like a you know a shine or something that isn't on the wrong sides, you know part of why we have this distinction in the first place. The second thing you might do is see if you can brainstorm a way to use this metaphor in a totally different field. What other contexts could you see using words referring to correctness being co-opted this way? Obviously, other Situations involving sides or directions or opposites come to mind. Uh, Maybe instead of windward and leeward, sailing ships might talk about right and wrong sides. After all, if you're on the wrong side of the sail, you may be about to get bonked on the head with the boom when the ship tacks. Uh, Or you could refer to when... Or it could refer to any time when two sides are imbalanced or, you know, they're, they're not equal or not, not of the same value. Of course, you should research any domain that you're going to create specialized terminology for just, you know, just to get at what distinctions you need. But keeping your ears tuned for little oddities in technical vocabulary you hear all the every day, uh, whether it's from your other hobbies or from something you hear on TV or whatnot, it can be useful. Um, myself, uh, at some point, I'm going to be coining a lot of alchemy vocabulary for Middle Paaran. I need to research real-world alchemy and t- chemistry a bit before I get there, but um, once I do, I'm going to think about how could I use this these right and wrong thing. Maybe I'll have right and wrong metals rather than base and noble, or apply it to acids and bases, or some other sort of natural opposites. Uh, but... You know, you can you can think about all kinds of things, and of course, there is the the idea of how do people tell each other how to sew, and how do they use these uh, right and wrong things. So that's all I really wanted to be uh, to to talk about for this short. Uh, I'm gonna think a little bit more about this listening like a conlanger thing I have a few other ideas that I kind of would like to talk about in this sort of frame and uh, if you have ideas about like specific ways you could be listening to the language going on around you in in a way that supports your conlanging then let me know about that because I would be interested in whatever people come up with there. So that's all for now. Uh, you go, guys go out there and keep your ear out for weird technical or specialized uses of words that you can think about and say, Aha, I can do something with that." And until next time, I'm just going to say happy Conlang. Thank you for listening to Conlangery. You can find our archives and show notes at conlangery.com. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash Conlangery. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Google, Plus, and on Tumblr now. All of those you just find Conlangery. Our web space is provided by the Language Creation Society. Our theme music is by Null Device. And our new site was designed by Bianca Richards.